Hi and welcome to Verbal Physio. I'm Dr. Sudarshan Singh and welcome to the episode 2. Uh, well, we have four questions for you, but before that, thank you so much for such a great response for the first episode. And I have been getting questions on a regular basis from you all, and uh, I'm more than happy to answer your questions. So let's start off. Uh, what all questions we let's see what all questions we have today. The first question is from someone who doesn't wish to be named. Uh, the question is: I have a 19-year-old kid, and his weight is 120 kgs. How should I go about his fitness regime? The next question is, uh, is it possible to heal tendoachillus and what exactly should be done? Uh, the third question is, which is very interesting and relevant in this time, is uh, what ergonomic tips and furniture should be I be using to work at home uh, and avoid my back pain and neck pain? And the last question is from a physiotherapist from Bangladesh who wants to know is marketing really important for physiotherapy and how can a small individual clinic come up with a marketing plan. So uh, before we start these questions, uh, I would once again like to thank you all and in case you want me to answer your question, below is the link drsudarshan.co slash question where you can put in your question in detail and i'll be more than happy to answer in this episode of verbal physio which you can be watching out on youtube or facebook make sure that you subscribe and like to this channel and um, keep getting updates on a regular basis so let's start off with our first question So the first question is from a parent who doesn't wish to be named. His question is, I have a 19 year old kid and his weight is 120 kgs. What exactly should be done in order to reduce his weight? Uh, will it be possible for him to reduce his weight for his life? So firstly, thank you so much for putting up this question because a lot of parents still feel that at this age, the kids are still growing and it is absolutely okay to have such an abnormal weight. So let me just tell you that this is not the case and uh, this is in fact a, a alarming situation today, which which actually today, most of the developed countries are already facing it in a big way. So uh, we need to recognize this problem and sadly uh, India is not very far away from this problem where we have also seen alarming cases of uh, uh, obesity, overweight uh, which is which is happening in teenage teenagers these days. So uh, coming to your question and helping you understand that how can he help, how can he really lose weight? Well, it's very important to understand that we have to be very realistic when it comes to uh, having goals. Okay, let's not let's not feel that you know he should be losing about 10 kgs of weight every month and he should constantly be uh, working out and eating only this is not going to happen over just in two or three months this is not a case of two and three months it's going to be a long-term process and as a parent you should be ready for it you should give him a it's very very important to help your kid understand uh, mentally accept the fact that this is going to be really an alarming situation because a lot of time uh, for parents uh, what 
what happens is that they don't they don't see obesity as a problem but the problems that happen because of obesity when that comes to them as a signal like uh, like early onset diabetes or very very frequent sports injuries is the, is where they realize that these are the problems that are happening because of obesity so uh, it's very very important to understand this is a long term process which would take nothing less than one or two years for him to get back to a uh, good amount of weight loss okay and all he needs to do in this period of time follow a regular uh, fitness regime because uh, when you are young it's okay for you to burn calories and it's okay for you to do a good amount of physical activities because you don't have too many limitations so it's it's very very important that he should start off his activities with a minimum of 60 minutes per day for 6 days a week uh, followed by increasing this activity to do up to 90 minutes it should be preferably you know you can have a 60 minute activity in the morning and 30 minutes of activity in the evening so a lot of times parents keep telling me that uh, because we have gone through this a lot of times and we have seen a lot of transformation stories like this so one concern that parents have is that he is a growing kid and he has a lot of education and he has a lot of classes and things like that you need to understand the importance of health here because it is not just that weight which is showing up and which is only a problem we fail to understand that the system the overall system is uh, creating more issues which are metabolic issues which are not seen and which will only come up as major problems so we fail to see these issues and take action at the right time so this is the kind of uh, Uh, regime that we expect him to follow it is okay to have some cheat days it is okay to have some sort of uh, uh, dietary uh, changes which can be done but at the same time having not really putting it at a complete uh, regulation because you know this should not really frustrate the kid absolutely it's because because this is going to be a long term process we need to understand that you need to accept this as a form of a lifestyle rather than rather than imposing this restriction for a limited period of time maybe 6 months or 9 months and after 9 months if you just uh, if you just tell him that yes now you are free to do everything he will again get back to binge eating he will again get back to less amount of activity and this weight can further gain up because this has happened with a lot of people who get into a very very strict regime so it's important to understand that these changes have to be slow these changes have to be easy and more acceptable as a form of lifestyle so i think if you follow this particular pattern it will be easy for you to for him to lose weight uh, in this manner so that answers your first question uh, let's go to the second question so the next question is from mrs gode who wants to know she is suffering from a heel pain and uh, has been advised that this is a tendoacellus heel pain and uh, some medications are given and she wants to know will this pain uh, really go and will she really come back to a normal level so uh, thank you mrs gode for this question and uh, i think yes this pain will definitely uh, get back to normal but it's more to do with your overall lifestyle you know which is which is going to make a lot of impact even uh, if this pain has to come back so this is where i would like to make some emphasis and help you understand what exactly is ashley's tendon problem all about so um, as you can see basically the tendon is not nothing but a uh, uh, end of the calf muscles which actually actually becomes a tendon and gets inserted into the bony area which is which is what we call the heel technically we call call it the calcaneus so uh, basically uh, 
initially you may have a little bit of tiny tears because which could be because of overuse which could be because of ankle uh, restriction in the ankle range of motion if your if your range of motion is not very easy and if you are still if you are still doing your activities like normal activities like walking sit to stand and all kind of probably even running in case of runners so uh, this could probably start releasing uh, tiny tears eventually this can become uh, a tendonitis which where the pain becomes more often the pain is more in the morning times and it suddenly happens when you are sitting for a long time and then getting up and you suddenly feel this pain which is uh, uh, hitting you badly and uh, it gets a little better after 10 to 15 steps so this is the kind of normal format and it's important to get the intervention at the right stage because if you don't intervene at the right stage and overuse without any therapy can even lead to a tendon rupture now if there is a tendon rupture this is where you will need a surgical intervention where there is a surgery that needs to be carried out in order to uh, restore the tendon so talking about the therapy when it comes to uh, intervention therapy uh, initially medications are also helpful um, but yes physiotherapy helps in a better way uh, the first thing what you should be doing is uh, avoid the activities that increase this kind of pain for example let's say when you get up in the morning and the first thing is when you when you touch down your heel and you feel that pain so instead of just touching down the heel maybe you can just move your move your foot a bit do a little bit of warm up and then try to press it down uh, probably just touch down to the floor this will reduce the amount of pain and it will it will help you to improve the blood supply because there is a inflamed area secondly uh, you should uh, you should do a good amount of icing maybe two to three times a day uh, not more than 10 minutes of icing which will which will really help you to uh, you know reduce this inflammation to an extent well if you still don't uh, if if the pain still persist after this then probably it's the time to see a physiotherapist where we need to do some ultrasound sessions show you some stretches for your uh, achilles tendon where we we let you know how to stretch this tendon and further how to strengthen your calf okay and make sure footwear plays a very important role in this case so make sure that you wear a footwear even if you are at home because normally we tend to have hard surfaces uh, even even if we are at home and if you constantly walk on these hard surface there is a high chance that you get you get a constant pain in this case so uh, make sure you follow this and i think it should be good enough uh, so the second question is uh, third question is from uh, someone who's working at home this is uh, mr mehul kumar who wants to know that i'm working from home and is there a better form of ergonomics or any kind of proper furniture that i can use in order to ensure that uh, you know i don't i don't witness back pain and neck pain which i'm already uh, already feeling so uh, well yes it is it is very much possible and uh, ergonomics is something which is nothing but the fitness between you and the kind of activity that you are having around that could be your table that could be your chair that could be your computer it is just to understand how well can you uh, how well are you able to manage your positions here so uh, just to give you an idea here if your ergonomics is not really well yes it can lead to 
a lot of issues which could be neck pain back pain a lot of activities on keyboard can also lead to uh, pain in the hands and tendons and this is something what i would really advise from a uh, uh, proper posture so as you can see you need to you need to see your monitor level what exactly is your monitor level at is it really uh, at 0 degrees ideally or plus or minus 15 degrees not beyond that if it is beyond that it means you are certainly uh, straining your neck secondly as you can see your forearms have to be uh, straight and rested properly your elbows should be tilted and slightly bent preferably if it can be supported that is the best thing your low back should be supported properly and your shoulders should be relaxed ultimately it's also the legs which matter a lot and your feet should be flat on the floor it should not be dangling down or or you're not supposed to excessively bend your knee because that will again create a impact on your hip uh, and it can produce it can even lead to back pain so this is a ideal scenario where you can actually uh, this is again to help you help you understand a little more better where you can actually try and uh, create this position but having said that let me tell you any posture whenever whenever you come to a specific posture the best posture is the next posture okay so it's very very important that you keep changing your posture okay ideally you should not be sitting for very long hours because if you are whatever is your ergonomics however best is your ergonomics if you're sitting for very very long hours this is not your body is not going to support it because human body is not meant to sit for a long period of time human body is meant to walk human body is meant to run and lot of other activities so ideal scenario is that you keep taking constant breaks which is probably every 45 minutes to an hour where you just take a break stretch yourself stretch your neck go and take a walk well this will just immediately turn the whole muscle action instead of having that same muscle action of sitting and the same postural muscles which are used you will actually immediately convert this whole action and this is what is required for us to uh, take a proper break so make sure that you take these frequent breaks uh, on a regular basis because this this normally happens in a uh, office culture also but it's important that you don't forget this when you are working out at home so that answers your third question and coming to the fourth question the last question is from a physiotherapist from bangladesh his name is bishwas nath and he wants to know that is marketing really relevant for a physiotherapy clinic and if yes how should a marketing plan move uh, well marketing is relevant for everyone okay and it's important that you talk about your product or talk about your services to your clients and probably your future clients okay now it's very very important that what mode of marketing do you select though we talk about digital marketing these days but it's very important to understand where exactly are you placed let's say if you are in a rural area where there is not a lot of digital penetration then it is still okay to have a old uh, mediums of marketing which is probably newspapers or uh, holdings or banners or probably even distributing pamphlets and things like that but let's say if it is if you are in a area where there is a good amount of digital penetration you have you have your customers are the people who are actually on social media then yes it makes a lot of sense to have the right kind of digital marketing uh, which is which is firstly talking about social media but then it's very very also important to have your own website because if you don't have a website uh, people will not be able to understand or 
or see what exactly are you doing social media will still only give you instances of a little bit of activity but a website is where people can go and understand what all things do you cover and will you be really able to solve their problem so make sure you have a website plus first and then go on with all sort of uh, uh, marketing whether it is uh, social media facebook instagram it completely depends on what kind of audience are you looking at okay so based on based on your kind of uh, uh, patients that you have you, the age age category you can select a specific platform and keep focusing on that platform and share your share your work share your uh, share the kind of activities that that you do make sure you also have a geolocation because if you don't have a geolocation people around you will not be able to uh, find you okay and if they cannot find you uh, they will not be they will not be in a position to uh, really take services from you so this is all about in in a very very short way about what you can do for marketing but yes it is very very important it's very very important to uh, blow your trumpet and talk to people about your marketing thank you so friends this was the last question for episode number 2 and uh, I will see you in my next episode till then make sure that you have been you are you are putting up your questions on a daily basis and here is my link drsudarshan.co/question where you can put in your question and I'll be more than happy to answer in my next episode till then uh, take care god bless and have a nice day